The gospel lesson for this Sunday and for our meditation comes from Matthew chapter 13. Jesus says, The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. This is the gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. The treasures of grace and mercy and peace are all yours from God our Father from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you were able to be here last week, I had mentioned that Matthew 13, that we're in here, is seven parables that Jesus tells to the people and to his disciples. And our section here before us comes right on the heels of of the parable of the weeds that we looked at last week. Seven parables in one chapter. And as I mentioned, a parable is a a story that Jesus tells, and that word parable means to set something next to something else, to compare it. And so Jesus tells us these stories that we can picture, we, we we can visualize it, but Jesus is really teaching us a deeper spiritual truth than just telling us a nice story. And six of the seven parables in this Matthew 13 begin with the words, the kingdom of heaven is like. And then Jesus goes in to tell the parable. Six of the seven. Now, it's probably good for us to know, what does that mean when Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is like this? What what does Jesus mean by the kingdom of heaven? Well, it's not just heaven, the, the spiritual place where you will go as a believer after you leave this earth. It's not some sort of physical kingdom here that God is going to set up and Jesus is going to reign here on earth. The kingdom of heaven, as described in the Bible, is the realm of God's saving work. Where God does his saving work, as he brings people to faith in Jesus as their Savior and keeps them in that faith and helps them to live that faith. That's the kingdom of heaven, God's saving work for us, that that realm where he's doing his mighty work within us and through us and with us. And so the parables, when Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is like this, what he's saying is this is how God works. This is how God works faith in you, or this is how that faith matters and and how you live. This is how you get to live that faith out in this world. That's what these parables are all about. God's saving work in us and among us and through us. That's what Jesus is teaching us through these parables. Last week, we had the parable of the weeds which had an explanation along with it, which was really nice, because we didn't have to sit here and try to figure out what it meant. Jesus told us very clearly, but that parable and the explanation spanned 15 verses of Matthew chapter 13. 
This morning, we have two parables in just three verses with no explanation. But even though Jesus doesn't explain them to us here, they are pretty easy to understand, aren't they? Bringing in the rest of the context of Scripture and, and, and how God works and how he works in us and then through us and how this saving work changes our lives, we can understand what these parables mean. And as I mentioned last week, when it comes to parables, we're looking for the main point. What's the main point of these parables? What is Jesus teaching us here about God's saving work? And the point of these parables is not to be dishonest, of course. Not to be like the guy in the first parable who doesn't go tell the owner of that field that, hey, you got some treasure here. But instead, he goes and sells everything to buy it so he can have the treasure himself. That's not the point, of course. The point of these parables is not that when you leave here, you should go home and, and, and sell your house and sell your car and empty all your bank accounts. It's not the main point of this. The main point of these parables that Jesus tells here about God's saving work, about that realm of activity in which he works faith and what difference that faith makes in our lives, the point is this. When we finally grasp the value of the treasure that we have, we are willing to give up everything to have it and retain it. Because it's in that treasure that only true and lasting joy is ever going to be found. Our current worship series is I'm Not Okay. And we've been talking each week so far about how it's okay to admit you're not okay, that there are things in our life that are off, there are things in our life that are not right, there are things that we struggle with in life that, that we just can't handle on our own. And these things just leave us feeling broken and lonely and sad and, and just off. And maybe already you know where this, this Sunday is going and this sermon is going. And maybe you are already feeling it, that you are not okay. That the gospel hasn't been your greatest treasure in life. Maybe you know... And I don't have to beat the point home for you real hard that, that your priorities have been messed up and that you have made the things of this life more important than Jesus and his word and your faith. Maybe you know coming in here already, that's why I'm here, because I need my priorities realigned. I need to get refocused on what is really important, what is most valuable, what really matters forever. Maybe you already know coming in here that you're not okay when it comes to having your priorities in the right place. But I'm guessing there's a few of you who came in this morning thinking, hey, I'm okay. My priorities aren't maybe totally where they should be, but that's okay. I'm all right with it. I'm, I'm getting by. 
Maybe you looked at the, the focus of the service and think the introduction of the sermon, you're thinking, well, I don't know how this is really going to apply to me. I'm here at church, aren't I? I mean, this is obviously important to me. But dig deep today. If that's where you're at, if you came in here thinking you're okay and, and you're just kind of going through life, you know what it probably is? You've just been so consumed by the busyness and all of the things that you're doing that you really haven't stopped to think about. Why am I doing the things I'm doing? And are these things really giving me joy and peace? Because isn't that what we're looking for? Isn't that why we do the things that we do in life? We're trying to find peace. We're trying to find joy. We're trying to find contentment. And if you're honest with yourself, you often look for it in all the wrong places. I know you do because I do too. And I don't know where you're at when you're coming in this morning. And, and, and we have these, these two people in these parables that are, are in different places too. The man in the first parable, he's not necessarily looking for anything. We don't know why he's in this field, but he just happens to come across this, this treasure that's, that's hidden, that, that hasn't been found yet. He wasn't necessarily looking for it, but when he found it, when he realized, I need to have this, he was willing to give up everything to make it his. And the merchant in the second parable, he was searching. He was looking for what was missing. He was looking for that thing that would bring him happiness and contentment and joy and peace. And when he found it, he was filled with joy and he went and sold everything he had so that he could have it. And I don't know where you're at, if, if you're looking or not, if you're searching, you know, there's a lot of people in our world that are searching and they're trying to find peace and contentment and joy in all of the wrong places. And how often we don't find ourselves falling into those same patterns because of the world we live in, because of our flesh. But wherever you're at, if you came in here thinking, I'm not okay, or you came in here thinking, you know what, I'm, I'm okay, it's time to realize that none of us are. And to admit that everything we've tried so far has not worked. And so what have you been trying? What is it that is your treasure that, that you are trying to find your peace and your happiness and your contentment in in this life? What has become your greatest priority in this life? That, that thing that you seek after and want more than anything? I mean, dig deep and think about that today. Is it money? And the things money can buy? Right? If I can just get so much in my, my savings account and my IRA that I can retire, then, then I'll be content and that will be my greatest treasure. Or to have that new car or that bigger house or just, just a little bit more, then I'll find happiness and, that, and then I'll be filled with joy. Is that the treasure you're seeking for? Or maybe it's career that you are so focused on working up that corporate ladder, you are so focused on getting that title, that corner office, that you're so focused on getting that raise and that recognition and that honor and that award at your job. Is that what your greatest treasure is? Is that where you're trying to find your happiness and your worth and your value? 
Maybe it's in people and relationships. Maybe it's in a spouse or in your children, how they turn out or how they don't turn out. Maybe it's in friendships. That's your greatest treasure, to be loved by another human being. And that's where you find your worth and your value. But how's that going? When your spouse doesn't do what you expect them to do and your your kids don't turn out the way that you want them to or your friend lets you down. Where are you then when your worth and your value is being found in earthly relationships? Maybe it's in your health or your beauty and you're working really, really hard to retain it or get it and your greatest treasure and your worth and your value is found in what you look like or what the number on the scale is. Where are you trying to find your greatest treasure? What is it you are seeking after that you think is going to give you that peace and that joy and that contentment? Maybe, maybe it's in the pleasures of this life. Maybe it's escape from the busyness of this life. Maybe it's vacations and hobbies and all of these things. Whatever it is, and I could go on and on and on, Whatever it is, how's it going? And if you're honest, if you dig deep, if you really stop and think about it and just stop with the busyness and trying to chase after all of these things all of the time, you're going to realize that they can't be your greatest treasure. Because they're all fleeting, they're all temporary, they all let you down. And I'm not saying that any of these things are not important. These things can be important to you. Relationships and and, and career and and, and money to to take care of yourself and your family and and your health. Those are are important things in this life. But but as long as they are not more important than the thing that matters most. And the one thing and the only thing that can bring us true peace and contentment and joy. Jesus here is teaching us about being willing to give up everything and anything to hold on to and get what we really need and want the most. And that by being willing to give up everything, we can actually gain everything. Because when we make that thing, that eternal, that lasting, that treasure, our main priority, and our greatest source of hope and peace and joy, then we have everything we need. And if you're feeling that you're not okay in this area, if you're feeling that you look at your your calendar, you look at your credit card bill, you look at 
the way you spend your days and your time. You look at your relationships, you look at what's been most important to you, and you realize, I'm not okay. These priorities are messed up. That I have made the things that are really not that important way too important. That I have not made that greatest treasure my most valuable treasure. Enter Jesus. That one who was willing to be sold himself so that he could purchase you. That one who was willing to be sold for 30 pieces of silver to be handed over to give everything he had so that you could be his. You see, every moment of history since that fall into sin in that Garden of Eden. The plan was for that Son of God to come into this world and to give all, to give up everything for you so that he could have you. And that was that Son of God's desire from that first fall into sin in that garden of Eden that would come and reconcile you to God. That he would come to purchase you not with gold or silver but with his holy precious blood and his innocent suffering and death. That we might be his own. That we might live under him in his kingdom and serve him in everlasting righteousness and innocence and blessedness. Yes, I just stole from Martin Luther's second article of the Apostles' Creed explanation, but how beautifully that expresses what this Son of God, our Savior, has done to make us gods and what difference that makes in our life. That he, the Son of God himself, in, took on human flesh so that he could give up that flesh so that he could die the death that we deserved for all of the times that we have made all these other things not more, way more important than the main thing. For all the times that we've been searching for treasure that really isn't treasure at all. For all the times that we have tried to find our worth and our value in anything under, other than God and love for us. That Son of God, our Savior, gave up himself so that he could have us so that we could belong to him. We are his greatest treasure. We are his possession. We belong to him. And he says, nothing can take you from me. You're mine. I bought you with my own blood. You belong to me forever. Friends, that is our greatest treasure. That good news, that gospel of Jesus Christ who lived, crucified, and risen for you and for me. That is what matters most to us because that alone can give you true peace when you fall into sin again. That alone can assure you that you are right with God no matter what you do in this life. Jesus has paid for those sins. 
That gospel, that good news, Jesus Christ himself, that gospel in flesh, is that greatest treasure and that which alone can give you that peace and that joy because he alone can promise you that I'm with you always, no matter if everyone else forsakes you. And that even when you stray, even when you go and you get your priorities messed up again, you know what he does? He invites you to come back. Come back to the treasure. Come back to this treasure chest of every blessing, everything your heart is longing for and your soul desires. In word, in sacrament, Jesus comes and lays out those treasures and says, look what I won for you. Look what's yours. It belongs to you because you belong to me. And because of that, dear Christians, Jesus is our greatest treasure. This gospel that reveals him to us is our greatest treasure. This word, this body and blood of Jesus that we come forward and receive are our greatest treasure in this life. And we're willing to give up anything that would keep us from it. Anything at all. When you realize that Jesus is that greatest treasure. Because until you realize that, until you grasp that, and everything else in your life is going to be off. It just is. If you do not grasp that Jesus is your greatest treasure and he is the most important thing to you, everything else in your life is going to be off. But when we realign those priorities, when we reset and refocus on Jesus and on that cross and on that tomb and what is ours through faith in him, then alone will you have what you are really looking for and long for and desire. Then you really have everything. And this brings meaning and purpose to everything else you do. As you carry out your career, as you spend your money, as you live in those earthly relationships with spouse and children and friends, as you take care of your bodies, your health, all of these things that we have in life to, to manage and to care for, that are blessings from God, they're all put into perspective and are giving greater meaning and purpose when we understand well, who really is our greatest treasure and our greatest source of joy and peace and contentment? Jesus Christ. Dear friends, in Jesus, you have everything that really matters. And that we are willing to give up anything and everything to gain what he can give us. Anything that would stand in the way of our relationship with him and his love for us. The Apostle Paul wrote about this in Philippians. And Philippians, the, the, the theme of the whole letter is joy. Joy in whatever circumstances you're going through in the, this life. Because he knew that that joy was found only in Jesus, not in the things of this life, not in his accomplishments, not in any wealth, 
not in any fame, nothing, but his identity and his worth and his value was found in Christ alone. And so that no matter what Paul faced in this life, no matter what he endured, no matter what this life held for him, his joy was constant because his greatest treasure was Jesus. And that's what we long for too, isn't it? That joy that Paul had. And this is what he says in Philippians chapter 3 about the things of this life, about anything that would keep him from Christ. This is what he says. He says, Whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him. You see, Paul, after a long life of fighting against Christ, came to finally realize that in Christ, he had everything. And dear Christian, I pray for you, you long for that too. To admit I'm not okay. I look at my priorities and often they are off. They are out of whack. They are messed up. I have not made the main thing the main thing. But then again to find that peace and that forgiveness of that perfect Savior and that joy that only he can give. And to find that true meaning and purpose that our lives now have and everything that we do in the busyness of of our calendars and our family and our work. To keep our eyes focused and to hold on to that greatest treasure that's given to you in grace. Jesus.